Hey, it's Mark Striegel. Welcome to another edition of the Talking Rock Podcast. It's been a while since we've done any of these, and uh, it's good to be back checking in with you this summer, the summer of 2019. And I am currently on a family vacay here in Fort Wayne, Indiana. And I am talking with my co-host, Joey Haney, who is currently in Texas. Remind me, Joey, where in Texas are you? The Dallas area, is it? It's between Dallas and Fort Worth. I'm in a suburb of those two things, like straight in the middle of it. So, yeah. Cool, man. These are just a sense of Fort Worth. It doesn't matter. Right. <laughs> so. Right. Cool. Well, have you been to many shows this summer? Yeah, I've, I've been to a couple of shows. It's been it's been a pretty busy summer, mostly working. Unfortunately, not enough time for shows. There's been shows right. in my area, but nothing that it's like if I do want to go to a show, I have to drive to Dallas. And I'm sure it's just as hard as you driving into the city yeah. where you are, if not harder, actually. Yeah. So I applaud I applaud your activity in concerts uh, a lot more than than me this year. That's for sure. Uh, the main one, the you know the one to beat. It's the one to beat every year for me was Alice Cooper. Right, so, right. Now, have you seen? Uh, he's been out in the road. I know. Have you seen him recently? Yeah, I saw him last week actually. Oh, okay. Uh, cool. And, and how it's was early, it? It's early. It was yeah. It's early on in the tour, right. and it's weird. I don't know if I had heard initially that it wasn't going to be a big to do about adjusting the set list or the stage so much, but it's completely the opposite. And I'm getting into spoilers from here on out, but uh, the set list basically, I mean, Alice, if I haven't mentioned this on the show before, you know, Alice has, what would, what would you say? I'm a huge hardcore Alice Homer nerd. So what would you say are like these songs that Alice would have to play? If you, anybody that shows up to see him the first time, they know, X amount of songs. And if he doesn't play those, it's going to be weird. What would you say? Honestly? Well, I I mean, again, I'm an, I'm an Alice fan and, and I would call myself more of a big casual fan. I'm not like super hardcore. I mean, you know, I, I I like, there's some of this stuff off the beaten path that I I do really like, but you know, uh, so having said that. Yeah. That's why I asked you, because I know that you're not hardcore right I, but i mean I it's not that, like kiss like or maiden or like where i'm sure. hardcore with them or even ozzy but with alice yeah i love alice i've seen him many times always enjoy the the show <clears throat> and i would say for 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 me and for the other uh casual fans you got to have 18 you got to yes. have uh no more mr nice guy you got to have uh billion dollar babies um, I'm trying to think. I mean, I guess Welcome to My Babies, Nightmare. Right? Babies, even though it was a single, kind of kind of a deep cut for even the novice, because you don't really hear that on the radio every day. Right, right. But I mean, it was on like his greatest hits that I had on cassette sure. as a kid. Sure. And, uh, you know, um, I don't know. I'm trying to think of what else. Uh, I mean, I like like Cold Ethel. I, um, well, his two biggest chart hits officially poison uh, right poison is one of them and yeah. schools out's the other yeah okay so those those two i would say he he for the casual fans those would be songs yeah. that they'd want to hear yeah so we're talking about half a dozen songs pretty much tops as far as like you know if he doesn't play these we riot type of songs you know? right so so tell me i haven't i haven't looked at the set list i know nothing about what's going on in this tour what what is it at this a is it the same set list every night and B, and again, spoilers alert, guys, what what is the set list? What are we looking at? Well, this um, he does play like 
he does play the the songs that you expect and that's the thing every alice tour he will play the songs that you expect him to play but unlike a lot of his other contemporaries and i'm pretty sure you know where i'm leaning when i say that me being a kiss fan they're prime example and they're an easy target but this would be the equivalent of kiss going out and doing those like six songs that everybody would know right. in kiss's case we're talking rock and roll all night short rock city lick it up and a, and a few others i was made for loving you i'm talking about like chart songs right um alice will play the rst and le of his catalog and pretty much every tour they will alternate songs in and out and in the case of this tour, he's bringing back songs that he hasn't played in decades. And some you would never even expect to play. Some I never even requested in advance, like, oh, it'd be great if he ever brought this out. Songs that I haven't even thought about as a hardcore fan that would right. be in the realm of reality. Hey, here's a good example. The song Bed of Nails on Trash. Which, wow, I remember that. Yep. I remember yeah, that. yeah, it was a single. It was a stiff single. It didn't there was do a anything. music video for it, I believe, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah, they even did a video for it. And I believe Kane Roberts actually came back to play the solo in the studio for that one because he had left the band by then, but Could they be. still maintain a, a good right. relationship. So I think that might be Nita. Uh, she's a big Kane Roberts fan. She got to do three Kane Roberts solos on this tour, which was a first. So, wow. <laughs> um, and then another one, which is the main, the main set closer because they actually opened the show with feed my Frankenstein, which they never opened with. Wow. It's always okay. a middle, it's always a middle piece in the show. And I know you've seen them in recent years. They do it in the middle and they bring up the big Frankenstein monster. It's a great uh, bit. And I love it. I never get tired of it, but they literally open up with that and they don't do the big to do with the monster, but he does come out kind of like the same way Eddie does right. during a maiden show. He comes out for like a minute and flanks the band and then points to the fans and then goes and he pisses off back to the back. But that was at the beginning of the show. Hmm. And, and then they finish off the main set with Teenage Frankenstein. Uh, see, I was going to say, I, I, Feed My Frankenstein is cool, and I, I always like hearing it. But to me, Teenage Frankenstein was the song that brought Alice Cooper into my world as a teenager in the 80s. Alice Cooper, for people who aren't my age, younger or older, I, I'm I'm. 49 years old. And for me in the eighties, Alice Cooper, we didn't know Alice Cooper. We really, I, we kind of exactly. knew about him like, like in 19, you know, 84, I kind of, I, yeah, there was some guy, Alice Cooper, you know, he, he wore makeup and he had a snake and he had a song called schools out. We kind of knew that, but that was about it. Yeah. He wasn't, he wasn't on the radar of the eighties metal fan like kiss was at that point. Cause kiss, never left and even they were trying to claw back and 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 become an 80s metal band if you will with creatures yeah. and look it of the night so kiss never really left my radar uh there was a few years where i wasn't as you know excited about them as i had been as a preteen or even you know eight-year-old but um <clears throat> alice it was that song uh, Teenage Frankenstein, which was far from a hit, but I listened to this underground heavy metal radio station that used to come on in the Chicago suburbs where I lived, and they played that, and I was like, wow, and my brother and I were into it. We went and bought the cassette, and then, of course, you know, the song I'd love to hear would be Freedom off the uh, the next record, right, which was oh, – what, what was Raise Your Fist and Yell. Yeah, yeah. Raise Your Fist and Yell. Um, yeah, which uh, I'm glad you brought that up. 
because yeah. they didn't play Freedom. Right. But they played Roses on White Lace. Okay, I know that song the, too. The, yeah. the closer from Razor Fist and Yell. Yeah, which... I, I spoke to, I forgot, I, I, when I interviewed Kane earlier this year, I forgot what we exactly were talking about, but somehow that song came up in our conversation. Yeah. So, I mean, that's another song I wouldn't have like thought in advance, like, Oh, I'd love to see that live. It's, it's, it's cool on the record, but I never think about it past that point. Right. It's not on my hit. It's not on my hit list. But when they did it, I was like, Holy hell. And I kept just going really like there was about two thirds of the show. I just kept going, really, they're actually going to play this. Okay. So let me and ask did, you this. Let me ask you this. Cause I know you're a hardcore fan. I mean, I, I'm, yeah. I'm somewhere between now that I'm naming kind of more obscure songs, maybe I'm somewhere between casual and hardcore. Not, not, yeah. I, I think casual wouldn't be the word for me. I'm, I'm, I'm an Alice Cooper fan, not hardcore though, but yeah. what were the casual fans doing? The people who showed up just to hear, the hits. I mean, were were they tuned out? Were they uh, into it? What was what was going on in the audience when he played I songs think, that that were more off yeah. the beaten path? Yeah, I think that um, the, the way he spaced the show out, and it's really key. Like making a set list is harder than people think. I think right. Um, so you you hit him off you hit him off the top of the head. He literally the one two was "Feed My Frankenstein" and "No More Mr. Nice Guy." Of course, of course, "Nice Guy" is in the upper echelon of. Oh, I definitely paid to see that song, and it's weird. He went right into bed of nails after that, right? <laughs> and then and then he did "Raped and Freezing" from Billion Dollar Babies, which I love, and I I saw it twelve years ago, and I never thought he'd play it again. See, I don't even know uh, that song. All right, I don't. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's the second track off of uh, Billion Dollar Babies, which is a five star record, and everybody should have it. Mm-hmm. Um, that, and then he played a sort of a, basically a new song off of Paranormal, as you know, basically his last Alice studio album, as opposed right. to the Hollywood Vampires album. So he played Fallen in Love, and then Muscle of Love. It's almost like he's doing this play on words. You got two Frankenstein songs, you got the two songs of love in it, you know. So he did like. He did like four songs in a row after that, that, you know, a non fan probably would not know at all. Wow. And then he, and then right in the middle, it's 18 billion dollar babies poison. Right. So it's like a triple shot. It's almost like he gave him like an intro and then he gave him like a bathroom break. If they're not a hardcore fan, honestly, I was, I was probably like in the 12th or 13th row. I got, I got real lucky. I got kind of a last minute hookup there, but and so everybody in my area seemed to be having a good time pretty much top to bottom. I think most people probably tried to go to the bathroom during the newest song, which is usually right. always the case. Right. Um, but then that middle section, it's huge. You had to be there for those three songs in a row. Yeah. Nita did her guitar solo. They go into Roses on White Lace. And then they went to this like crazy medley jam. It's like My Stars from <laughs> School's Out, which nobody would know. One of my favorites, though. Uh, Devil's Food from Nightmare, then the Black Widow Jam from Nightmare. Right. See, I know Steven. Nightmare. Nightmare was one of the albums I had. I had the cassette of that, so I know all those. Those are great yeah. songs, yeah. Awesome. That's probably my favorite album of all time, tied with Purple Rain. I always say that. So it's like Devil's Food, Black Widow, Steven. It kind of all interpolated together. Uh, the section where Bob the kill- Oh, goodness, yeah. Then the uh, Kill Alice Off, Dead Babies, and I Love the Dead. Right. Okay. Uh, cool. And then they did Escape, which if you know Nightmare, it's the last song on Nightmare. You would never, ever expect to hear that song. Wow. Um, so Escape is a great power pop song co-written by um, 
Ah, crap. I lose the name of day. The Svengali guy, the asshole Svengali guy behind the runaways. And uh, he wrote two songs yeah, on the show. I, I kind of know who you're talking about. Kim Fowley. Yeah, yeah, Kim right, Fowley. Right, right. yeah. Now, so, so, he, so did he do, he did, okay, so the three in the middle were what? You said 18, uh, 18 billion dollar babies and oh, poison. Okay. So then he closed with schools out? Yeah. Um, and did he do the, the, another brick in the wall part where he goes into that? Yeah. Yeah. And um, they uh, apparently on the opening night of the tour, which was a few days removed from my show, they've been having a thing where uh, Lizzie Hale comes out because they've been opening the whole tour hailstorm. And uh, she comes out and it's like the fourth six stringer for schools out and sings with them. And on the opening night, Joe Perry was there. So they were all up there doing schools out. That's oh, awesome. Uh, Would have loved to have seen that. But also under my wheels, uh, was before school's out on the encore. So it's two song Great encore. Song. You know what you know what version of that I love, which you never hear anymore. It's I, I mean it's far out of print. Is uh, it's I mean, I'm sure it's out there somewhere on the, the interweb, but um the uh, the Guns N' Roses version ver- where it's Alice. It was on the Decline of Western Civilization Part Two soundtrack. Yeah. And it's Alice, Axel, Slash, and Izzy, I believe, on that. Yes. And Absolutely. Um, I'm not sure who's playing bass and drums. I don't. I don't know. Do you know? No, I don't know either. I I, I think it's I think it's some Los Angeles guys, but obviously not GNR. I should look that right. up. I'll, uh, but I'll they, get back to that. But... They do this middle section, which is like total axle like add-on like which isn't like we're gonna ride down to la watch the young girls play and it's like i, I love that i i don't know if that was like it, it feels like axel rose improv on that um yeah. but i i, Someone, I don't you know. know it's funny like alice used to and then after they did that years later when alice would do under my wheels he would he would elaborate on that section that axel inserted at that point and uh you know, he used to like make it uh, based on the town they were in and he would riff on that. So, yeah. And I love that version of Under My Wheels, the duet. And I'll be honest, you were talking about and I didn't, didn't want to go past this. Um, that was my gateway too. was the Constrictor album. And, you know, as you know, I put myself out there as a hardcore fan. But if it wasn't for the Constrictor album, I don't know if I'd be the fan that I am because uh, he's back. That was a huge song for me. Man Behind the Mask, that video and that song was huge for me. And it's basically almost like a new wave pop song. But because there's, you know, like Kane Roberts doesn't have much to do on it. So it's not a huge metal song or anything. But I loved that song. And that's what got me into there. Between that, his appearance on Twisted Sister's Stay Hungry album, where he did Be Cruel to Your School with them. That wasn't Stay Hungry, though. That was uh, Come come Out and Play. play. Yeah, yeah. Excuse me. Excuse me. Yeah. And I, I... that that's that was just a faux pas, my behalf. Of course, I know the difference. I'm a huge Twisted Sister fan. Um, yeah, doing that video and being on that album, those were the moments that made me an Alice fan. I think it really, the GNR duet, really kicked things off for me in the biggest way. Because after that, I became an Alice fan. And the first time I heard Schools Out, I'll be honest here, was Crocus's version of it on Change of Address. Right, right. I remember that well. I remember that well. So, to conclude the Alice section of the show here, mm. I, I, you know, I mentioned schools out and how they insert the uh, another brick in the wall part in there, and I always assume that that's because Alice is is he is he trying to take some credit for that Pink Floyd smash hit. 
I mean, what do you think? Because Ezrin, Ezrin yeah. has said on record, and I've, I've seen this, um, that he, when he was recording The Wall with Pink Floyd, that he purposely went back and thought about Schools Out because it was another song about, you know, kids who don't like school and that the kids that he brought in to the Pink Floyd session for that was totally inspired by the work he had done with Alice Cooper, you know, four or five years earlier, maybe more than that, like seven years earlier. Yeah. for schools out so he's and i think that was like even in a, an official like pink floyd like thing i i i know i know ezrin has said that like on in big on tv that sure. the the wall the another brick in the wall part two was inspired at least the kids singing were inspired was directly inspired by alice uh his work with alice cooper on schools out so I always mm. thought that that was maybe Alice saying, hey, you know, I, I, I had a little influence on this song. I, I don't know. I don't know. I always found that interesting. Any thoughts on that? Um, yeah. I mean, the, the Alice Pink Floyd connection goes real deep, actually, for, for people that don't know. Uh, Alice, when they first started, uh, before Alice was really Alice, but they were the group Alice Cooper uh, when they were in Los Angeles. And in Detroit, especially in Los Angeles, they spent time with Pink Floyd. They lived with them briefly, all housing up together. They they know Sid Barrett really well, so their Sid, history goes back Sid a Barrett. long time. Oh. Yeah, they they um, I I can't remember. I think it might have been Neil Smith, somebody in the original Alice Cooper group, that said, "I recall sitting there at the breakfast table with Sid Barrett, and it was like you were sitting there alone." Wow. And that that quote gave me chills, you know, if you know about Sid's history, sure. of course. Um, so there's that. So they, they know those guys. I know they love and respect those guys. And, and Alice has never had anything. I've never even heard Alice really comment too much on Pink Floyd. I, guess, I think it's because I never heard his radio show. I'm sure he had a lot of great Pink Floyd stories. But yeah. um, the, the Ezra thing, I'm sure that's just Ezra. That's definitely one of his staples because he always has kids on all of his records. Right. Uh, his his when he can he uses his kids when he can but choirs if he doesn't uh, i mean there's a choir on destroyer a kid's choir right um, great expectations it's not the same yeah and it's not it's not the same sentiment as schools out obviously um i mean i'm sure maybe they set up like hey we maybe we could use something like this i mean pink floyd had like a hit single two hit singles maybe prior to the wall so I'm sure it was like, it'd be nice to have a hit on it. I mean, I don't think that's such a bad thing to have. Yeah, a hit. Well, I mean, all the stuff with, I mean, dark side and on all that stuff was, I don't really know how big a hits those, those songs, like money maybe, but I feel like that was more yeah. of an FM, you know, radio hit back in the days of, you know, the wild west of FM radio, yeah. as opposed to something yeah. that was like, you know, billboard top 100 on, you know, the Casey Kasem countdown or something. Yeah. Um, I actually did but, hear, I actually did hear money on a Casey uh, throwback okay. on Sirius the other day. So I know, I know money was at least a top 40 single, but I think that is their biggest radio hit besides brick in the wall. Right. You know, and also of course, using that sentiment, having that schools out throwback feel to it, but also, I mean, don't discount having the disco beat on it too, which the fact that they could get played in dance clubs, just doing that one thing helped out that song tremendously as well. But yeah, I mean, 
relating to the anti-school and anti-authoritarian salute that is those two songs, you won't find two more better songs than that. Yeah. So, I mean, on the set list vibe, uh, I did see Slash last night here in Fort Wayne, Indiana. And I will say that Slash and Miles Kennedy, you know, they they've definitely have had quite a history together at this point and put out a lot of uh, original music. And it was a very good show. And they are, I would say there were about half the people there were true diehard, you know, Miles Kennedy and the, what is it? The conspirators. Um, yeah. Yeah. And slash fans, you know, and were a fan of that original music, but I will hmm. say the other half with their guns and roses shirts, which were heavy throughout the audience, sure. um, seemed they only they only played one guns and roses song and i would think there was a good majority there was a good majority of the crowd that left there unhappy with that and and i i'm putting it at maybe 50 percent uh i do think most of the the, no looking at how many guns and roses shirts were in the crowd and again granted again it was a really great response up front but I, i i think that the casual slash fan bought tickets. And I, I can say that because we went with my sister-in-law and my sister-in-law and my brother-in-law and, and, and Emily. And I mean, m- me too. We were all really hoping to hear at least more than one Guns N' Roses song, you know? Yeah. But I mean, I, right off the bat, when you said that my brain immediately went to, I bet that's an agreement that slash and Axel have now. Yeah, like, or 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 if not if not an an official agreement, I think in the same way that when Dio came back into what essentially was Black Sabbath, that they didn't want to. I don't. Tony just didn't want to tick Sharon and Ozzy off, uh, and sure. they went with that other title, which at the time I was. At the time when they first did that, I was like, well, it's Sabbath. But now in retrospect, I almost feel like that was the that was an okay choice. I'm totally fine with what they did being called heaven and hell. Um, but sure. I, I you know, so I I I don't know if Slash even had a conversation with Axel. I could see Slash just being like, All right, we're gonna give him one song, one GNR song, just just to at least tip the hat to that. But to not tick off Axel and who knows, maybe even Duff or the Guns N' Roses brand. I'm not going to go out there and play a bunch of Guns N' Roses songs. If you want to hear me play those songs, you got to come see me with Guns N' Roses. And, and I, I get that. And it, who knows? I mean, and it, that could also make the guys in, in Slash's current band happy because, again, they have quite a bit of material, you know, so it's not like they were lacking songs to play. I will yeah. say I saw the same band play before Slash was back in Guns N' Roses. And at that time, I mean, it was like, you know, I don't know if it was 50 percent GNR songs, but it's definitely 40 yeah. percent. I mean, but that was that's going back to probably 2014 or so, maybe 50. I don't know. Let's see. 15 yeah. April, uh, 2014, I guess. Yeah. I saw him. I saw him last time I saw slash or actually the only time I saw a solo slash show was about almost 10 years ago when he was opening for Ozzy on the scream tour. All right. Okay. And, 
and it was 75% Guns N' Roses, if not 80. Really? Wow. And like two or three Velvet Revolver songs. I don't even know if he played a Snake Pit song. I don't recall that he did at all. And right. then maybe a couple of songs off of that, like I call it the Santana album, the one where he has all the guest vocalists on it. Uh, yeah. And uh, that was about it. I mean, is he playing any Snake Pit songs or Velvet Revolver songs currently? Um, no Velvet Revolver songs, which is also interesting. I would think, wow. I would think that, yeah, he, he could have definitely thrown in a Velvet Revolver song. Um, oh. and, uh, as far as Snake Pit goes, I, I'm not sure I'd, I'd have to, I, I'm not, I, I saw Snake Pit way back in the day, but I, I'm not sure. like overly familiar with their, their, their catalog. Whoops. Barking dogs. Sorry. That's all right. That's all right. I get the cat. It's, it's the cat half of the time when it's me, but, uh, yeah, I, I, you know, and I like those snake pick records, but I don't think that anybody, you know, doesn't seem to be clamoring for them too much. So I can imagine that he probably doesn't have any in his set list at this yeah, point. Yeah, and, and, and there are the there are Miles Kennedy's fan, fans out there. You know, I know I know somebody right off the top of my head who saw them in Ohio, and he he was like, oh, I didn't even want that one Guns N' Roses song. I would have rather had another Slash and and Miles song. You know, so there are those people out there. I think they're probably in the the you know minority, but there are people out there who really want that. So it's interesting the whole set list thing, you know. Um, and and I I for one cannot help myself. I mean, there's a part of me that wants to go be surprised by this by by a set list by a band, but I'm always on. I can't help myself. I'm always on. You know what is it? <laughs> Setlist.fm so, or whatever. Yeah, looking at the set list beforehand. Yeah. And most of the bands I go see, you know, they play the same thing every single night, you know, over and over again. So you can see exactly what you're going to get. Um, yeah. And, and and Alice will be no different on this tour because they set it all up around the theatrics of it all, you know, but at least every time he goes out and he pretty much comes to my town once a year now on the right. average. Yeah. Um, and I know when I go and this has been consistent with the last at least 12 years like it's it's like these these six to eight songs that he thinks that he has to play every time which is fine they're in different order every time <laughs> i think school's out is like the consistent closer you kind of have to do that one last last so that's his rock and roll night um, right but everything else gets played around with and you could tell it's the band like the, his band is comprised of fans and now he's got fans of different eras now like Ryan Roxy has been with him for a hundred years. You know, he's the seventies guy. And then you got Nita Strauss in there now and she loves the Kane Roberts stuff. And, you know, and, and the, you know, all, you know, anything that he played like a, Hey, stupid and trash albums and stuff like that. So you have, it's cool. Cause you've got like fans of all the eras now and they're all in his band. And, you know, a few of the guys like the new wave stuff. They did something off of, they did a deep cut off of flush the fashion on the last tour. Wow. So it's just like, they just, I wish my favorite acts did that. Like be really honest about, okay, these songs have to be in the set list. Understood. You get it. Yeah. And just have fun because like, you know, I guess maybe just everybody can't have, I think Alice has the best band working today right. and maybe I'm a little biased, but those, those people are super professional and they're really good on stage. They have the ultimate sense of, they can play and they can do the theatrics. They're right. amazing. Well, since this has you know, become kind of an episode about set lists, I will mention the Maiden set list, which I saw you know, a little over a week ago at this point. 
Is that yeah? I'll tell I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. Since I haven't seen the show, right? I I normally do not like spoilers. I, okay. I like to go right. in there. Well, and I, I, I don't. However, I, won't, I won't mention. Okay, go ahead. No, I want you to. That's the thing is that here's the thing. If I go see this show in my town that's coming up in a few weeks, um, there's a good chance that I may have to spend close to 100 bucks to go see this show. Yeah. So I'm kind of, you know, and I know Maine delivers. They always deliver. But, and I saw the last Book of Souls tour. So I'm going to go ahead on the show. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take one for the team. I would actually kind of love to know right now, is it worth my while to potentially drop a C note to go see Maiden? How different is this from Book of Souls? Yeah, I, I, it was definitely different. Definitely different. You're not going to get music off of Book of Souls. You know, you're going to get the legacy stuff. And they did a yeah. great job. They did a great job. I, I've been seeing Maiden since 1985, I guess. And I heard songs that I never heard before, you know, um, where Eagles dare. I've never, I've never heard that. I never heard that played live. And, and, and a song off of peace of mind, 1984. Uh, you know, I've never heard that song played live revelations back in the set list, you know, so mm. really, uh, heavy on peace of mind. One of my favorite maiden records. Oh, so I got a, a lot of I good Icarus, stuff. I got Icarus was spoiled for me, but I yeah. would like, man, wow. I don't yeah, think flight of Icarus I, was great. I think I saw that maybe 20 years ago when I saw him. So, I mean, like, I'd go back for Flight of Icarus, I think. Right. And you got Trooper and you got uh, Run to the Hills and Number of the Beast. So you got a, a lot of this, you know, the the big crowd pleasers. There was a tour recently, I believe, where they didn't play run to the hills i may be wrong about that but that was back in there you know i i would have rather subbed wasted years for run to the hills personally which which they do we didn't get wasted years but it's a great set list um even they did a, a a tune off of um off of a matter matter of life and death, which uh, is slipping my mind right now, which was a, which was one of my favorites. Uh, colors don't lie, or something like that. And it, these colors don't yeah, lie. Yeah, yeah, that that was great, man. I mean, it was it was a great great night. I really really enjoyed it. Um, yeah, bless those guys. Yeah, I, I saw I saw them at the be- oh, I saw them on the first night of the uh, Final Frontier tour, and that's easily probably one of their most controversial tours right because it's where they only did they only did like post 1990 material right uh with the with the exception of like maybe two songs but i'm so glad i saw that show i mean that was a good i I liked i liked that set list that was 2010 yeah that was i don't think i'm ever gonna get a chance to hear afraid to shoot strangers live so i'm really glad i went just for that reason that's one of my favorites yeah nah yeah they they really are delivering i I believe on this this current tour i I had such a blast um and coming up i'm trying to think what i got i got uh billy idol and and brian adams back in new jersey we'll be uh we're driving back tomorrow and that is on saturday night so that should be interesting i peeked at the set list for those and a lot of hits man i'm jealous of that they're not even coming anywhere near me right now yeah it's a short tour it's like a it's like eight like less than two week run i believe um but interesting 
looked at the Billy Idol set list, which seems to be consistent from night to night, which just drives me nuts. Why don't more bands mix it up from night to night? I, I that I just uh, don't understand. Is it is it the lighting and and they the cues? I, I just is it what the backing tracks? The you know the I, I don't I don't know. It's just like I love Radiohead and Pearl Jam how they mix it up every, every single night. I think it's so so great. But yeah. uh, anyways, Billy Idol, no money, money, which I thought was incredible that he would not play that song. I, I'm okay with it because he's you know instead you're getting a like Blue Highway, which is Ooh, a very nice. one of my favorite Billy Idol songs and and more of a, a, a deeper cut. Yeah, Mom. that's yeah. oh, Blue Highway. He could do Rebel Yell top to bottom, and I don't think yeah. anybody would be disappointed. Um, when I saw him in a really cool theater nearby me in 05, my and wife it was is correct. Almost me. a perfect, Moni, 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 Moni. Yeah, I was, I was, I was about to say that, yeah. but I don't, you know, I know what you meant. Um, it was like a perfect set list because he played all the hits, a couple of deep tracks, a couple of new songs, even did all the big three Generation X songs, right? So I was like, man, but that was a headlining set. I realized yeah. he's got a co-headline here with Brian. He's probably keeping it pretty basic greatest hits because, you know, I think that's one of those ones you're going to bring out. It's a nostalgia tour for sure. But, and you know, I'd be fine seeing both of those people go out there and do their greatest hits. I'd have a good time with that. Yeah. Yeah. So looking forward to that. And then we got, uh, I'm trying to think what else is coming up. Um, Slipknot and gojira and behemoth are on that the volbeat are on that uh tour with them we got Hart and joan jett uh um, yeah it's like the second or third time they've toured together like in the last two or three years yeah i'm looking kind, i've never, I've never seen like joan billy jett billy i've never seen billy <laughs> really? idol yeah i've never seen billy wow. idol never seen joan jett uh, i've seen Hart. Oh. i've never seen slipknot so i'm um, there's a lot of stuff coming up that uh, you know, it's bucket list stuff. You know, I just, I want to sure. see, I want to see them. I mean, Elton John, I've never seen. I, I'm like thinking about going out to Long Island to see them in November. And of course, we got Kiss coming up too. Two Kiss concerts. We're going to see them in Newark. And I guess that's like next week or something. And then flying out to LA for that show too. So Ghosts yeah. coming up again. So yeah, a lot, a lot of stuff coming up this year. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, a lot of people aren't hitting my area this time around, so it's going to get a little dry towards the fall, it looks like. Yeah, I was like, I noticed that uh, <laughs> Tom Kiefer is playing nearby me for like the sixth time in three years or something like right. that, <laughs> which I it's a great show if you haven't seen it. Uh, but yeah, like I just I, I, that's a whole other can of worms. I was going to tell you, I know I said this on a previous episode, but please make a point to go see Elton. Cause I, I do believe he actually right. really is hang, hanging it up this time. So, right. Have you, did you yeah. see him on this tour? No, I, I missed, I missed yeah. the farewell dates in Dallas and there was even one over in uh, near Louisiana that I should have gone to. But uh, like I said, I saw him on the uh, anniversary free yellow brick road and that was a perfect show for me. Right. And I almost think like, I'm just going to leave it at that because <laughs> That set list was too good. They he basically played the good half of Yellow Brick Road, which I like the album top to bottom, but there's definitely a stronger half to it. Um, but yeah, he played some of my favorites like Roy Rogers, and I've seen that movie too, and All the Young Girls of Alice, and Your Sister Can't Twist. I mean, he was killing it that night. Oh, cool! And, and his I voice was got, good. Yeah, his voice is fine. He's he's dropped an octave quite a bit, right. but it's such the band's so good. He's got the uh, he's got a. Here's a fun one. He's I, I think he still has uh Matt Bissonette. 
from the uh, David Lee Ross skyscraper line. Right. Well, on base, like right. Greg Bissonette's brother. Right. Um, last I checked, but he still got his original drummer uh, playing with him, which is wild because <laughs> when I saw him, he was like basically wearing a suit and huge cans on his head. Wow. Wow. <laughs> so I was like, man, that guy looks like he's 75 years old, but he was he probably great. is. Probably is. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's yeah, awesome. please go see that show. Yeah, well, I'm thinking about it. I'm thinking about it. Yeah. But yeah, we'll wrap it there, Joey. Um, but I appreciate you taking some time out of your day today to speak with me and I want everybody to vacation, check out. The, yeah, you, yeah, you, yeah. I got to go. Dinner's <laughs> almost served, so I, I do have to hang up. But um, yeah. I do want to encourage everyone to check out our other podcast, of course, Talking Metal which is available most Tuesdays. We put up a new episode of that. And there is the Mark Striegel podcast, which is exclusive to our patrons on Patreon. That hits every Friday. And uh, Rock Strikes 10, your podcast, which is available on all the the normal podcasting platforms. Has, has the the reconfigure of iTunes not, you know, and now you have to get the Apple podcast app. Is that hurt you or helped you or in, in no, no changes. I can't tell any changes and yeah, any of my neither. regulars that are really awesome that actually do write to me. Uh, they don't seem to have any, I, I, I haven't heard them say one word about it. So I'm assuming it was a smooth transition. All my subscriptions are still there. So I'm assuming everything's all good. Yeah. I didn't see any drop in numbers for me. So, and I know the majority of my people get their, their stuff through Apple. So, Okay. So, yeah. So there you go, man. Any other plugs you want to get out there before we call it a day here? Uh, just, uh, you know, check out cnjradio.com. That's the hubbub where Talking Rock lives. In addition to all the other shows that Mark mentioned and all the other shows on cnjradio.com as well. All right, man. All right, Joey. I got a good one for you. Ready to go out with this one? Yeah. Uh, how about since you, since you saw Slash... And I know you're an Eagles of Death Metal fan. Something off of the latest Eagles of Death Metal covers album. Okay, good, good. Their their version of It's So Easy. Awesome. I haven't heard this. Yeah, let's do it up. I see your sister in the Sunday dress. Yeah, yeah. She's at the bleach. She pouts her bears. She's on the take. No need to try. She's ready to make.
Make it